0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Force Fed Horsehead from Oslo, Norway. Norwegian grind punk, they call themselves. The song was called Every Death You Take. It's from the album Monoceros, which came out March 24th, so about a month ago on Owl Ripper Recordings. Force Fed Horsehead. Who doesn't want to listen to a band called that? Um, you maybe maybe you'll call some of that grind core. Maybe you call some of that uh, power violence. Maybe you call it grind punk like they do. Whatever you want to call it, it's got death metal. It's got punk. It's got hardcore. There's some black metal in there. Uh, lots to like on this new force fed horsehead record, and it's just got a great name, force fed horsehead. Not so crazy about Monoceros, whatever that means. Not looking it up. Okay, but force fed horsehead speaks to my soul. All right, that's a name I can identify with. I feel like a force-fed horse head often. And so there's a connection between the band and myself. They don't know it, but I do. Anyway, the song Every Death You Take comes from Monoceros, the record that I think I'm changing the name every time I say it. But you know, that's that's the way it is. Anyway, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? I'm talking to Keo from Rotten Sound. They were on tour in Bologna, Italy, when we did the conversation, and that didn't matter at all. Just a fact. I thought you would like to know. So we'll get to that. But first, it's hot sun. Let's get right to the important stuff The NBA playoffs Jimmy fucking Butler Does it again Does it again Man What I wouldn't do To have him back on the Sixers Take out all those other shitbags That came through Over the last few years Just keep him Get rid of Ben Simmons Get rid of Tobias Harris Jimmy Butler Joel Embiid They would've figured it out by now Right? They would've had the pieces Maybe I don't know Just dreaming. But man, that guy's fun to watch. Didn't expect to actually wake up to them defeating the Bucks this morning again. I thought the Bucks would come back and swoop the shit out of them because that's Giannis and uh, you know doing Giannis things. I thought the Heat would eventually win the series, but I didn't think it would be four to one, and I didn't think that the Heat would even come close to winning this series until they were up three games to one. So pretty amazing, and the Warriors look to be on the way to beating the Kings. Sorry, Kings fans. That story's over. I guess we saw it coming. Everybody said it would happen. And who knows what's going to happen with this Lakers Grizzlies thing. I can see it going either way. I'm hoping for the Lakers. I'm a LeBron guy. I like him. I always want to see him do well. So, uh, We'll see what happens there, and who doesn't like to dislike the Grizzlies? Not likable, not a likable team at all, um, unless you're a Grizzlies fan, of course. Then uh, there's something to like. Jaw's cool, you know what he does in the court is cool. Uh, they're just such—they're just nerds, you know. They just—it's just a team full of nerds that it tries to act like they aren't nerds, and that's that's like the worst type of nerd. What else has happened out there? Knicks took out the Cavs. That was expected. Uh, no, I guess not expected. That wasn't expected. That I don't think I expected it to go that way. I definitely didn't expect it to be a four to one situation. I thought the games were all good in an entertaining aspect. Maybe it was just because of the games at both stadiums uh, were arenas, whatever you want to call them. Stadiums, I think is the right word. I don't know. Arena, whatever. Both of them were, uh, were raucous crowds, as they say. So, it maybe seemed more intense than it really was. But uh, I liked watching those games. I didn't watch it all last night, anything. So, uh, the Bucks losing at home, missed that. That Jimmy Butler shot, wow, to send it to overtime. And uh, the Knicks seemed to be up on the Cavs the entire time. But uh, those are two upsets there. Uh, heading towards a third with the Warriors-Kings. Maybe a fourth with the Lakers-Grizzlies. Of course, I'm just talking about seeding, not actual expectations, because I think everyone expected those two teams to win. Definitely not the Heat. Maybe the Knicks. But anyway, that's exciting so far. Hopefully, the fucking Hawks can pull off another win. Force this Celtics team to game seven just to wear them down a little bit so they're not so good when they play. My Sixers and my injured dad. He's my dad, Joel Embiid. Uh, that's this is this is important stuff to me. I hope you know that, and I hope you're listening to this podcast just to get NBA playoff rundowns. Uh, what what other series out there? Uh, the Suns Nuggets. I don't care about that at all. I don't care about that at all. I typically don't care about anything the Nuggets are doing. I honestly have uh, have underrated Jokic because I don't watch Jokic it's hard to watch Jokic as a east coaster he plays the Sixers twice a year one of those games starts at 10 p.m not watching it the one they played uh they didn't even play him twice this year they played him uh, well they did play him twice but Embiid didn't play twice so I didn't care about the other one and the one Embiid rocked his fucking world so I know he's great I just don't watch the Nuggets I don't I don't watch like any west coast though the Mm -hmm. Kings I wish I had seen more of them I know all about the Warriors, know about the Lakers, you know, the Suns, who I loved when I was growing up because of Charles Barkley guy. Um, I want to see them win just because I like the franchise. But now the fact that KD went there, I don't really want that to happen. I'd like Chris Paul to get a ring. Devin Booker seems all right. Uh, But, you know, it's KD. He's such a fucking complainer. I don't I don't necessarily want him to win. Anyway, that's a lot of minutes on basketball. Perhaps you came here to hear about Grindcore instead. I think that's uh, very likely because on this episode, as I mentioned, I have an interview with Ko of Rotten Sound. They're a Finnish grind core band. They just put out like their, I don't know which album it is for their 11th. I'm exaggerating. It's not that many, but their latest album, it's uh, called Apocalypse and it's out on Season of Mist Records. They're out touring Europe right now in support of it and they're killing it out there. I spoke to Keio while on tour, as I mentioned, in Italy and we had a nice little chat, got off topic quite a few times, but that's all right. When you go down roads that include Metallica and Slayer, you're allowed to do that. All right. As a heavy metal podcast, we can do that. Uh, So I should get to that, though. I should get to that. But first, I should play you a song from the new album, Apocalypse. Let's go with Nothingness by Rotten Sound. obviously out there touring Europe in support of Apocalypse, the album you just released on season of Miss Records, March 31st. It's been out for, I guess that means 21
1: days. How's it going? I mean, the tour has been really fun. They haven't done even like two weeks after 2020 when we did Napalm tour, because they've been waiting for this album to come out and to like to have more new material in the set. And like, yeah, it it took a while for us to get it out for a couple of reasons, which you will ask anyway, so I'll tell them <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it, the wait has been kind of horrible for me at least. I really wanted to go go into earlier, but okay. but at the same time, this uh, it feels like everyone's are really in cheerful mode and we're having fun on the road, and uh, it's the first time when we do Europe without any other vans. And that's making it even more chill because we decide everything we want to do each day, and like the schedules and so on. So yeah, it's it's been great. That's good. It's, that seems
0: like a at least it's happening over here more often now in the U.S., where pe- bands are touring by themselves. And uh, I like it because I, I, sometimes I, I just I just want to see that one headliner and then you know throw some locals on or whatever the fuck you want. But but it's. But it's nice when uh, that there's that one band playing, and maybe they can play. You can play a longer set or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. And the, it also goes into seeing more local bands. And like yesterday, there was really brilliant Italian band playing in, in Austria with us, Organic, who I hadn't heard of before this tour, mm-hmm. and they they were amazing. And East Eastwood was with us for two days, so you kind of make more new friends when like. Yep. Of course the, the bands that you tour with are more like friends friends forever. So like that's that's a different kind of thing a different level of bonding. But but it's really fun to like see more new bands. And then local bands are usually quite good at promoting too. Mm-hmm. So it makes things a little bit more simple for for the bookers to to have locals. Like I believe. Of yeah, course yeah, the that's... bookers need to need to do the job too, but you know, that's if I booking a show, I always want to have local band with like in Finland as well. That's a, a there. that's a great point. Um, as far
0: as the locals, the lesser known bands are almost always more willing to promote a show, a thing they do. Like, even when I do with this, if I do a podcast, I, I can do one with fucking, like I did one recently with Halloween. Halloween's not going to repost my shit and tell people to go <laughs> listen to it. Right. But if I put uh, some basic ass, Nobody knows of them. A hardcore band from Baltimore on. They're going to go everywhere and they're going to tell their friends and everybody, you know, they're, they're going to try and do everything they can to get people to hear. Them. And the same thing goes for shows.
1: So we got a lot of pressure there. We're not Halloween then.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You guys, you guys, t- trust me, you guys fit in perfectly here. I, co- I cover, I cover it all. Uh, it's hardcore yeah, yeah. punk rock, heavy metal, whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit. I just cover stuff I like. And Rotten Sound yeah, yeah. is one of those things that I like. And I've liked you guys for a long time. And I was real excited when I saw Apocalypse coming. Uh, tell me a little bit about the album. I I mean, I, I I know and read, have heard, I've been listening for a while. So I know quite a bit about it. But uh and you like you mentioned, it took a little longer mm-hmm. to um, to get going to come out than uh, than you wanted to, yeah. but lots of shit happened, um, including a war that I think sometimes we forget about over here, but that's pretty mm. close to you guys, right?
1: Yeah, the war thing has been like, it didn't affect our schedules because we were done before it started. Mm. Then we have been waiting for the vinyl for, for the last year of this wait. But Indeed, a lot of things have happened. And also in band, we, we got a our bass player Christian wasn't into touring anymore, previous one, so we got a new one who we wanted to really get in the band to know the songs. We did some live shows before going to studio already and and he of course Mika or Sami could have played the guitar bass as well, but we wanted the, the actual member to play the bass and also to do the like do backing vocals, which is something I like very much now when we play live, but I don't have to do everything myself because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bass player before Christian and Tony was doing backing vocals as well. And that's when, when we started to write things, where you like do lines after each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, the whole writing was kind of straightforward. We just, it's the eighth album. So we didn't feel that we have to stress about it. and just wanted to be sure that we do the best we can. And a couple of songs didn't make it to the album and a couple of songs didn't make it to even the recording process. So there's been some filtering happening as well to to find those 18 songs that fit together in our opinion best.
0: Wow, so there was even more than 18 songs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we recorded (laughs) almost half an hour of material. (laughs) Wow, like, what's uh, the,
0: what's the running time on this? I, I mean, I've listened to a ton, but I don't think I've paid attention to how long it actually takes. Twenty minutes or something? Twenty forty. Nice, nice, nice and quick.
1: Uh, but let's like yeah, everything. That's like, there's like uh, extra songs. I think there's seven more songs or se- six or seven. Wait, mm-hmm. seven, and they come out as splits or we do a mini again, which we have been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. So they are like they actually. Yeah, like we haven't decided when we put them out, but they, they kind of probably will be remixed and we do something special for them. So, And uh, figure out how we call the, call the release. Or like I said, would be really cool to do some splits we have been talking about with friends for quite a long time. I think first time we talked to Scott Hall about splits in 2004. <laughs> and the Splits. No, no. Big or Destroyer. Big Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's nah, a cool <laughs> one. I think a lot of people would like to hear that one. And uh you yeah, know, 20, it's been make it next
1: year, so it'll be 20 years since you started talking. <laughs> mm. So maybe we might finally do it. We'll, we'll <laughs> probably talk about it in set again and in a week when we both, <laughs> both play it there and that don't do anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I guess it's kind of surprising that you guys don't have more splits because it's not as many splits
1: as I would think, maybe three? Yeah, uh, somehow the plans we have had didn't meet our schedules. We wanted to put out the music faster usually or we were too late for another band split. And and it's it's been quite logical to do the minis because that's also a good format Mm -hmm. to have little less songs with this kind of aggressive material like Spears at War and Consum to Contaminate, Suffer to Abuse. So those all kind of... Feel natural in our discography, and I don't know if we break the cycle now, or we might even like finish the songs and put them out as a, as a mini again instead of doing a split. Mm-hmm. But let's see, we could also write new songs for the, for the splits. Uh, that's sort of out of the question, <laughs> I
0: guess. <laughs> well, it does, you guys have no shortage. material at all apocalypse adds another 18 tracks that when you're out on tour maybe having a longer set list than usual or whatever even a normal set list time how do you decide how do you determine what you're going to play from this vast uh, these vast options
1: we have kind of found out the songs we like to play live and Mm -hmm. it's pretty much uh, not the same songs there's some variation in all the ones and uh there's probably 20, 25 other songs. And then now we have eight new songs from Apocalypse. <laughs> so we wanted to add, of course, many of new ones, but but we didn't yeah. want to do the full album thing at least now. That might be happening in the future if we feel like that. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we just want to make a set that goes forward nicely and change our spiel natural because we usually bundle the songs together in two to three songs. Uh, instead of like playing one and then talking for longer than the song lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be easy to do because, you know, you guys
0: are obviously brief, uh, brief tracks, which is just the nature of the genre. And what kind of what makes it cool, kind of what makes the, all the music so abrupt and in your face and wh- what mm-hmm. I like so much about Rotten Sound and even just the grind chord genre. Um, this has nothing to do with any of that. Uh, but what do you think of the new Metallica record?
1: Uh, I was really hopeful. And uh, mainly because of the last single, 72 seasons. Uh, that had kind of a glimpse of uh, some, the Metallica that I like more. Uh, and I, I actually played it when I was traveling to this tour. And like, <laughs> I'm ranting about it on my Facebook, and that was kind of happening live when I was listening to it. And so the title opening track is good. And the second track is decent, and they rip up Batman team, which is amazing. They do? I didn't <laughs> notice that. And something else, and they vary at the end to, not to get sued or something. Uh, but And then uh, Luxo Terno is, is another decent But I feel that the other ones are not for me. Uh, at the same time, I believe that a lot of people will love them, and it's like... It, it is honest Metallica, so... <laughs> kind of, uh, like I said, I wanted to have more aggressive um, and faster stuff. I always seemed to like that in Metallica songs, but yeah. but that wasn't their thing now, so it's uh, it is what it is, and I don't think I will listen to it through again entirely. But I might give some songs a new chance. And 72 Seasons is, is saved in my phone even now, so that song I listened like maybe five times. I nice. uh, no. uh, need to mention especially that Kirk is doing really good solo on, lead on that song um, he hasn't been on top of his game in my opinion in later releases but now he's he did really great with that that solo composition and how it flows and, and there's like glimpses of right lighting and a couple of other things in that one lead so that's a special mention thing worth mentioning
0: I think that's I think that's a very fair assessment of the record. I know that, you know they're so polarizing now, and it just, of course it just came out, so anybody in metal's got to have an opinion of it, and rightfully so. But I I think it's a pretty decent record. But I also I also really like Death Magnetic too, so it kind of makes sense that I would like this one. So right. you know yeah, but but it, but it's not it's not what it used to be. Of course, I don't think it ever could be. But anyway, we no. don't need to talk at length about yeah. about someone else's.
1: Yeah, I can go and listen to the ones which I listen to as a teenager when I want to, so (laughs) I don't really need more Metallica, even when it's cool to hear them, but it would be nice to compose a playlist of of the Metallica songs I like from all the records, and there would be something from St. Anger, at least for fun. Really? (laughs)
0: that's a tough one yeah, I just saw I just saw them last year last summer last summer and yeah. uh they still threw in a St. Anger track and like they're aware that nobody likes it and <laughs> it was
1: just awkward for everybody yeah, yeah but th- there's a petition petition in in uh, internet for them to do the entire St. Anger <laughs> live <laughs> I don't know how many names there is but there have to be a lot <laughs> I would go <laughs> like it's usually when you If you're DJing in a party on a throw in frantic, they're almost going to be like, yeah, this is great. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) It's odd. It's an odd odd
0: phenomenon. It's funny that it exists, though. (laughs) It is, you know, you know how stuff kind of sucks so much that it comes back around to being cool. This Mm -hmm. might be one of those things. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about let's talk about your record, Rotten Sounds record, Apocalypse. (laughs) Um, Is there, first of all, the, the album art, is very cool um seems like uh, a similar artist or maybe the same to somebody who's done other work for you is that right
1: oh uh, no not really we oh, did a couple of releases similar. with with most design who is usually in charge of heldest hellfest designs the french festival uh but he was too busy so hmm. we had to find another artist and xavi yeah. error design was, was someone who mika had noticed and he had time, and, and we had like one, no, there was two different options he, he sent to us before we got this one. And we they were also cool, but they were more in vain of the previous releases. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this one has similar kind of coloring, but it's still more grim, especially when it's printed. It's like really dark on uh, non-glossy paper, or oh, matte, Well, is it matte Matt, paper? then? yeah. Yeah, so, so, or cardboard, so that they look really cool on on vinyls and CDs. And like, there might be some resemblance, but somehow the whole idea of apocalypse and what's happening, there's towering fire and really miserable people in the (laughs) bottom right corner, which uh, we have like shirt designs where where those, those dudes are having a bad time. (laughs) <laughs> it's, kind of, it's almost funny again when you look at it more careful like what's what's happening in the bottom right corner but it, it kind of summarizes what's going on in the album lyric wise and maybe even audio like how it sounds yeah well
0: tell me a little bit about what's happening on the album lyric wise is there an well, overlying theme throughout Apocalypse
1: well I don't want to say that it's a real theme but it, it's more of observation of what's been happening around us for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And sadly, pacify is obviously anti-war thing, and it was written, uh, I don't know, I think the lyric is from 2019, so it's way before the Ukrainian conflict, but we were not in peace then. And if the Ukrainian conflict ends, we, I doubt that there's a world peace then, neither.
0: FlushCare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: So that's like one thing uh, I'm handling there, and then there was some some of conspiracy theory things that I uh, kind of followed during COVID, how, how people were freaking about freaking out about weird weird things, and you know the capital attack attack for an instance was something that that uh, I couldn't have imagined. 10 years ago, for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. And, uh, it, so the world was in a really absurd place when the lyrics were written because of covid partially, but also the other things, political climate going more into extreme right and you know, all over like we, in Finland, we just kind of, I feel we lost the election because the humanist parties all lost a lot of votes and, and then it's uh, the nationalist right and conservative right who will lead the country for the next four years. Oh. So it will be tougher for poor people and stuff like that. But that's this is like Scandinavian welfare system. But we are used to, and I know that a lot of Americans think different about conservatives and Democrats, and and, and it's a totally different world over there, which which I know, but still, me and my friends mostly would like things to be equal and and so that everyone gets by and doesn't have to struggle and do to the great jobs somehow to have a good life no matter where you're born and of course that would be in my opinion that would be great worldwide but but we end up just blowing spaceships (laughs) in the air instead of putting the money where it's needed like today
0: yeah no no that's i mean that's the that's the gist of of it that I got from it, and I, I, I'd say I think you and I are on the same page with a lot of this yep. stuff too. Um, the it's you know you said something there that I that I asked somebody recently and I forget who it was, but talking about conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists maybe I don't know. And this is a a thing that I don't quite understand. Maybe would you consider the phrase to be called a conspiracy theorist is that an insult For to the person?
1: Who is- who, so for someone who believes that a conspiracy is real, it would be definitely an insult. Um, like, you know, COVID vaccinations for an instance. The people are still some people are still saying that they were it's a global plan to take right. over or microzippers and whatever. And and I don't believe that, but yeah, it would be an insult for someone who is truly believing that and has done their research and so on. In, in quotation marks, but that is, yeah. and, and that's that's the difficult thing nowadays. Uh, what to really believe, what, what is exactly the truth and does it even exist when you go deeper in like understanding what's the reason behind Ukrainian conflict. Mm-hmm. We seem to understand it, but if you ask Russians, they think differently, a majority of them. And, and it, it seems like fake propaganda inside the country, but and I'm definitely against it. And I'm definitely against Putin's actions. Things could be done different, differently than attacking a neighbor, which is part of your like older... It's basically attacking your whole country almost, when you think of Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's far from civil war still. But uh, so when you took a look at like how information is being spread and how like it's being written, and we have like click articles nowadays, which may which may people look like things in a different way than the actual stories. Yeah, just because they get biased because of the actual article, which is created. Oh, sorry, the the title, which is made to attract as many clicks as possible, but it isn't really concluding the actual story. And when when they read it, they think differently than the writer might have might have even meant, and read in between the lines and stuff.
0: So, yeah, it's it's a confusing way to live, like you said. You don't even know what's what's real anymore. Mm.
1: Yeah, that that is the thing. Like, uh, an area 55 was kind of. I think it was funny that they tried to <laughs> go in there, and uh, and that aliens really yeah. do exist there. <laughs> And, and how we do know? Because it's it's a close space, and there's been so many we have we have seen aliens, or well not aliens, but flying saucers <laughs> for decades already.
0: You know, I thought I thought about this the other day. Um, we always hear about UFO sightings in. All right. We always hear about UFO sightings, of course, here because you know it's our, it's our country. But I don't think I've ever heard about one in another country. Do you guys get UFO sightings in Finland? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. I'd, I'd imagine you have All to, over. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. I just never hear about it.
1: You know, it's it's not news anymore. No, one of like our biggest UFO uh, studying or just passed. Johan of Gran, who claimed that he was abducted back in the day and was in uh, close contact with with some aliens. And he had a decent following, too. Yeah. So And was like, actually quite a smart person, in my opinion. Just, and how, how do we know?
0: Yeah, he wasn't no. saying
1: the truth. We
0: don't we don't and I I think there's plenty of reason to believe that there's aliens out there uh yeah. I don't know if there's evidence but I believe that there's reason to believe that I think that's it mm-hmm. anyway we, before we start dropping down rabbit holes has has uh do you do you feel that you use or how do I say this right does rotten sound benefit you the same way as it did when you started doing this 30 years ago or do you get the same thing out of it or has it changed?
1: I think I get more out of it because we started as a project, a side project to our death metal band. And we never thought that, I don't know, we wanted to release the music from the beginning, wanted to, of course, do the best crust grindcore we started to do with. But now when we had gotten more attention and have developed as musicians and songwriters, at least in our opinion, and we get to travel, I'm here in Italy. Yeah. This is much more than... I would have imagined when we began to do this band. I uh, wasn't even thinking to become a touring musician when we started playing in my 20s or earlier. But, but this is uh, it's definitely giving so much back. And I mean, money is nice bonus. That's not the reason why we do the band. But obviously, we do get paid and we move some merchandise. But like, uh, like I said, it's a nice bonus. Uh, um, but like I said in the beginning, that I don't consider this work by any means. It's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and uh, there's so many friends around the world who, who I met through through Rotten Sound, and and there's there's more coming this tour as well. So, yeah, I think it has really given given a lot to me, and it's still giving more even. And of course, okay, I'm in more than I'm 52 now, so. Having the energy on stage to be able to scream for something like 40 minutes uh, can be exhausting, but somehow the adrenaline is still doing the thing. And uh, I, I guess I need to do more sports nowadays. That's to tour. say, do you,
0: do you do anything to prepare for a tour?
1: Uh, well, I did two rehearsals on my own. We don't usually rehearse together unless we really want to change the set drastically. Mm-hmm. Now we had like Half of the new songs already in our set in a, before the release. And we kind of like everyone rehearsed at their home. Also, because they live in three different, different cities. So I did like two playback rehearsals with the set list. And I was also traveling, seeing friends in Germany before we started from Germany as well. So I did some running. And I started to do that again this spring now, like the, to get more oxygen. Just yeah. like treat my body a little bit better than I did during COVID because I got really lazy <laughs> and for some reason I had the time all time to do stuff but just ended up benching serious from whatever service and now uh, that, that it has a bit of a big difference to do a little bit of something with Arabic exercising. Yeah,
0: I I run too and I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate <laughs> <Do> it. <running. you. laughs> yeah, it sucks. It hurts. It sucks. I've been doing it for years. It's awful. I ran just <laughs> yesterday, and I can't stand it.
1: I, I don't. Do, do you actually enjoy running? Um, if uh, I'm in a better shape, I can do like ten kilometers. So it's like—is it six miles? Yeah, that would be six uh, miles in, in one run. Then when I get to that level. Then it starts to be enjoyable, and usually the, the second half of the run is really easy. But it takes yeah. a while to get back there. So now the last run I did was like, I did, did travel total 10 kilometers, but I was walking like one third of it because I just didn't want to break my <laughs> ankles or like <laughs> to do any any more damage than it did because I didn't walk weird for two days after that. <laughs> but everything hurt. Yes, it did. But at the same time, it it felt really light at times during that run for some reason, maybe because I was so excited to get on the tour Mm -hmm. and I was living a little bit healthier Mm -hmm. than like no alcohol for a couple of days.
0: That's funny because that's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to be healthy this week, so I haven't drank for a couple days, which is really sad bar to set, you know. Like that's all, and uh, and I went for a run yesterday, and I only did what would be a 5k, and I think I walked for at least like half a mile, which is pretty Mm -hmm. bad. But you're right when when you are going when you're in shape. Once you get in shape, it is a lot easier. Just like this time last year, I did a I did a half marathon for the first time ever, and that was just by myself. Oh wow! Just because. You know, so like, yeah, there is a time where it becomes tolerable, but I'm not there yet.
1: Yeah, I'm also doing some stage and jobs, uh, in know, like bigger productions. Mm-hmm. And those are like long, sometimes 12 hour days of uh, heavy, heavy things being moved on. And uh, they are good exercising too. And, I, and it's also paying the money. Right. Gives you the job so those help and then on the tour we don't usually have crew we usually load ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, with also with the other bands okay we have now tour manager driver uh, and uh, a sound engineer in like one person doing all of that so he's helping us obviously but but we usually don't mind doing the the heavy lifting part either so that, that kind of helps and then then As the
0: singer, you actually help load in? You don't have to, you know, those are the rules. <laughs> you don't have
1: to do. <laughs> uh, we come from different worlds. You know? it's, <laughs> it's a shame to not to do that. And everyone's feeling really bad if you missed the loading or load out for whatever reason. <laughs> so somehow it's collective effort and the more people there are, the easier it is. That's but true. I know, like, I, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't load anything because I'm a singer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So uh, in in
0: thirty years, Rotten Sound is about, is about as accomplished as a grindcore band gets. You know, um, I don't know what else there would be out there for you to do uh, other than to keep doing the same thing at, at the high level that you're, you're doing it. I know one of the one of the standard bearers of the genre. But is there anything left like on your to do list that you want to do before call it qu- before you call it quits? And then on top of that, what's it going to take for you to stop?
1: I don't think there's any other reason why I would stop doing music Uh, with Rotten Sound or any other band, but we feel really motivated to continue until it doesn't feel good anymore. If if we start feeling like this is not healthy mentally or physically, then we have to stop. But right now we haven't talked about it or even thought about it more like want to do a new plan I don't that's good i'm the glad to hear of that. the question though like what 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 did you ask at the beginning of the question
0: oh the beginning of the support- question is uh is like what's there left for you to do with, with oh, still, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: well we want to be supporting slayer when they do come back <laughs> <laughs> they'll be back you know it. i hope so because the world went to shit after this <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you happen to get to see them on any of their last tours which lasted for like two years
1: yeah, we had a band meeting in Toronto with Goldburner, my death metal duo. Me and the drummer flew over to see one of the earliest, earliest of first shows with Behemoths, Lamb of God. Who else is there? Testament. Uh, no, Testament wasn't in that one. Uh, I saw, I saw that lineup with Testament. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we went there uh, in May 2019, maybe, mm-hmm. or when did it begin? I don't that know. That was 2018. 2018. <laughs> and then, then I saw them at Tusco Festival towards the end. Uh, which was, yeah, that was 2019. And I really liked both of the shows. They were great. And uh, okay, they might have the integrity to keep the promise, but there's been so much of talks like Gary King and Paul Postup and Gary Holt things have they up too early. I just
0: and, need uh, time to say the, something now.
1: Yeah, I guess and, and doing Slayer without Tom would be strange, but it would be interesting if they find a good, good person to do it. Don't It'd know be a it little weird go. to have
0: only Kerry King in there at this point. Mm. You, know, you know, but, 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 but I take it.
1: Like, But Nathan that is great. Yeah, that's true. And there's no originals anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Good
1: point. Good point. All right, well...
0: I'm gonna let you go here, but first I want to ask you one last question, and that is, what if there's anything you—I mean, if you can't announce it, don't say anything. But is there—is there what's ahead for Rotten Sound in 2023?
1: We will do this tour around ten bunch of festivals. The release date was so late for us that we kind of missed most of Europe festivals because they were already booked mm-hmm. last summer. Uh, but they got us into a couple of Finnish festivals. We will do those. There's some talks about doing some long weekends at least with some cool friend bands. Uh, and like that's that's, that's this year. Uh, we always have a bit of a struggle of getting time off from work. Not all of us, but two of us in the autumn time. Yeah. So I don't think we will do longer tours before next year. <laughs> and then obviously we, we hope to come back to america like all parts of the, the continent mm-hmm. <laughs> not just not just the us or canada but south america we had an offer for south america for this year uh, but that was uh, postponed because there was too much of overlapping touring or something and then we we ended up doing this but that's that is what we know now and i guess that if there's a really positive vibe from this one we might do Quite a lot of those long weekends during the autumn, whenever we can. We have UK festival damnation booked. And probably we want to do a couple of shows around that in there. And then like uh, even Finland and Sweden and Baltics and Eastern parts of Europe need to be covered, Southern Europe except for later. We are now in Italy, but we haven't done it. Don't have anything else than one festival in Portugal. So, nothing in Spain, nothing in Greece, Mm. Croatia, Serbia, uh, Slovenia. There's there's just so many places pretty near to us we we would like to go to. And, uh, and like I said, when, uh, not even if, but when this tour seems to be a really good experience for all of us now, uh, we might start planning more aggressively and, and do as much as possible this year.
0: So there you have it. That was my conversation with K.O. The song you just heard was Renewables. That's, of course, off of the new album Apocalypse, available now, available everywhere from Season of Mist Records. I want to thank K.O. for his time, for the conversation and for his contributions to Aggressive Music Grindcore specifically. They've got a great discography. If you were unfamiliar until now, I hope you get familiar. One of the world's best in the genre. I hope you uh, are going to be swayed to start investing a lot of time in NBA basketball now, specifically the playoffs. I hope you will tell me what I got to do to make my legs not be sore anymore. Spent some time in the squat rack the day prior, and then I ran a couple miles yesterday. And boy, are my legs tired, not tired, stiff, stiff full of acid, full of something. I don't know. I can barely move them. Stairs are tough. Tried to get the laundry basket up and down the stairs today. That was a tough one. Anyway, that I guess should be it for this episode of the podcast. I'm still working through some technical difficulties. Things are taking me a lot longer than I would like them to. It's extremely frustrating, but I'm figuring it out as I tend to do. I need to just do a hard reset of all this shit. I think just uh, junk everything on the computer and start again. Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. Anyway. I should end this with a track as I always do. I say that like I'm making up a decision right here and now, but you know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I am going to play you a song From New Zealand's Blindfolded and Led to the Woods. That's one of my favorite uh, band names that exists, uh, if I'm being honest. And uh, I'm looking forward to their new record. It's going to be their first for Prosthetic. This song is called Hallucinative Terror. And it's off of that debut record, Rejecting Obliteration, debut Prosthetic. Record debut for prosthetic records. <laughs> it's coming out May 19th, just a couple of weeks. Blindfolded and led to the woods, hallucinative terror. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>